Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Just Stick Around podcast, episode 10. I'm Jim Stillwell. I'm Zach Stillwell. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me to do that. Forgot that I'm hosting here. We're hosting. We are hosting. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Welcome to our guests that are listening. Today. Yes. This is part two of Should I Eat That? Episode 10. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, we're going to continue to talk a little bit more about fasting and, um, you know, because there are seven biblical reasons to fast. Um, the first um, s- part that we talked about last episode in episode nine was really just talking about personal fasting, making it something you do regularly. You know, what's it like? Why should we do it a little bit? Um, how it's really an extravagant thing of love for the Lord, right? Not just performing and trying to get something from him, but we're going to talk, you know, kind of more in depth about that. And, um, you know, so let me just read off maybe some of these. We're just going to jump right in. That sounds really good. Um, and yeah. read off some of the, the different biblical reasons we fast and are called to fast. So number one, um, you know, and you can write these down if you want to, if this is helpful for you and, it's really, we see all these in the scripture. So we fast to experience the power of God for our personal ministry, meaning how we're ministering, you know, to one another. Um, we see this um, through different revivalists that have come through history. They have a rich prayer life and a deep fasting life. And Jesus talks about even deliverance ministry in the Gospels, you know, when delivering people from the demonic or from different devils. He says, oh, told his disciples, he goes, yeah, guys, these don't come out without prayer and fasting, right? So we see that um, it does give us a supernatural power to minister to others, having fasting in our life. Um, We fast for prophetic revelation of the end times. So really what that means is I think you can point to like Matthew 24 and dad, jump in here at any time as I'm reading these off to, you know, help me kind of support some of this. But um we see Daniel sought God with fasting and prayer as well, and he was given revelation about Israel and the end times and about the Messiah. And so we see that if we want clarity about the times we're living in and even the things that are going to come that we see in the Scripture, fasting around those things is really important. We also fast for the fulfillment of God's promises to us and to our city and our nation. Um, we see that God answered Nehemiah after he fasted and prayed. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of different scriptures. So, I've got Acts 10, 1 through 4, 30 through 31. Paul fasted for the release of God's purposes in Second Corinthians. So w- did you want to add something to that? Well, what is that, three out of seven mm-hmm. so far? Yep. Just hearing you talk about them. That's why I was just looking at my phone because you, I'm, I'm already thinking about past revivalist. You mentioned person, for personal ministry was number one. Right. And I started to think about men and women that I've read about throughout church history that gave themselves to fasting and prayer. And I was thinking about that book, Atomic Power with God Through Prayer and Fasting. And he he chronicles things that took place during a 40-day fast, healing in people's lives, deliverances, breakthroughs in families. Anyway, I just wanted to say that I, mean, I want to make sure that we're that people are hearing these and that these are so amazing reasons why we fast and why we're doing another episode on it 
just to continue. That's all I just want to add to. So yeah. maybe we can just make sure we hit, hit these again so everybody can hear them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can read through them a little bit quicker too again. but And then the next one is we fast to stop crisis. So that can be for an individual that you know, for yourself, for your family. Maybe there's someone in your family who's really suffering right now and you need God to break in. There is definitely we fast to seek God for mercy during personal crisis. You know, we see that in First Samuel 1, 7. Um, Joel 1, 13 through 14. We also pa- we fast for protection. Um, before Ezra led a group of Jews from Babylon back to Israel um, to help rebuild their nation, he fasted and prayed for God to protect them on the journey they would go on. Um, Esther called a fast, um, which we can talk a lot about that, um, for a similar thing, protection over her people, right, mm-hmm. which was going to be massive. I mean, genocide was what was being plotted there. Um, crazy. And then we can fast forward direction. So direction in your life, you know, should I take this job? Should I not take this job that practical or should I move overseas or move to the, whatever, you know, fasting and asking the Lord for direction. Um, we see that all throughout the new Testament that that's actually, you know, how the new Testament church, they lived that way. They're like, what should we do? Oh, you know what? Let's fast about it. It just was normal. That's That's what they did. Um, because the disciples saw Jesus do that. Jesus fasted and prayed, and the Father directed him that way. That's how Jesus was so connected to the Father, apart from being divine himself, right, and being in the Father because he is and was God. He practiced fasting for the sake of his disciples to see, hey, boys, like this is how you stay really connected through fasting and prayer. And then um, the last one, which I think is, you know, perhaps the most important is that we fast for growth in our friendship and intimacy with Jesus, um, which, you know, can be referred to as the bridegroom fast. So yeah. obviously we're, I mean, just, this is like a wealth of reasons why you could fast. So if you're listening to this and you're like, uh, I don't think I should ever fast or, you know, you maybe you've heard people who say we don't need to fast anymore. Uh, I mean, based on what I just, I didn't even give you all the scripture, But based on just the seven things that I told you about, um, if someone's telling you you don't need to fast, you should really reconsider that. You know, I want to say that honorably, um, not to try to put anyone on blast, but really we just see in the scripture that fasting is really, it's just, it's part of what we do. It's part of being following a follower of Jesus. and, And there's so many benefits to it. And those are just the times in our life where we can really enter into it and watch the Lord break in. So, um, should I read through them again real quick? Please. Yeah, those are so helpful. I think as people are wanting to just, as if you're learning more about fasting or maybe you've been somebody that has fasted and maybe there's been a season. I'm thinking about that. Maybe there's folks that are listening to us that they're, they're like, I haven't fasted in such a long time, you know, for whatever reason. And right. Yeah, please read those again, Zach. Those are so good. Or if you were hurt by fasting, if fasting was a, is a negative experience for you, is it's not to be and it's not to be that you know. And you know, even I just am feeling that for people right now. If you maybe had some some leaders in your life that were almost manipulative that said you need to fast, you have to fast this or that, um, just to out of performance or religion, like that is not the heart of God. Not at um, all. And so even, you know, I'm sorry if that's been your experience with fasting, but um, maybe just as you're listening to this episode, just ask the Lord to give you clear understanding of what fasting is really about. So 
Here, let me read those again. Here are the seven different things um, that we fast for. So we fast to experience the power of God in personal ministry. We fast for prophetic revelation of the times that we live in. We fast for the fulfillment of God's promises to us, our city, and our nation. We fast to stop a crisis, individual or national or corporate. We fast for protection. We fast for direction in our life. And we fast to grow in friendship with Jesus. And so, I mean, gosh, all of that. You want to add anything to just those seven different things? And then I've got a few other things we can we can talk well, about today on this podcast. But. No, but as as we're in this podcast and we just because we decided to do another one on this topic, to me just uh, inspires my heart of how the Lord's inviting his people into the place of fasting with him. And when I think about it, it it's something that anyone can do. The last episode we talked that if you have a medical condition, you, you need to talk with your, your, your doctor. Um, you need to be wise in that, um, of course. But at the same time, when I say anyone can do it, you don't need a gift to fast. And it's something that Jesus wants all of us to enter into, the grace of fasting. So while you're reading those seven I'm like, wow, we're doing another episode, and we're even deciding, should we or should we not? And it just seems right for people that are listening in. and Because around here at the House of Prayer, I often feel like we're calling people to, you know, we fast all the time, you know, which is fine. Like, build it into your life as a discipline every Tuesday or whatever you want to do. But every Tuesday, you know that there's one or two or three other people that are doing something. And like you said last episode, we don't, sit around and talk about it with each other. We just, we just do it and we call people to it. Then we do our three-day global bridegroom fast that is with thousands of other believers, some we know, some we don't know across mm-hmm. the earth. So it's a regular part of the believer's life. And as you mentioned, either number two or number three, we for understanding, like God will give understanding to the people that pray and fast. He's promised to. So he's connected both to that, you know. So anyway, I'll let you just keep going on that. No, I just am thinking about how it's um, really important for us to not be in fear over fasting, Um, you know, and we really... Like we're saying, we're we're not sitting here talking about fasting like, oh, we fast all the time. Like if you asked us about fasting it's just become part of what we do so i always think it's kind of funny when you know people talk about fasting and they're like oh a holier than thou type of thing it's like no not not at all i'm actually i realize that i'm i'm not holier than thou i have that's why i'm fasting <laughs> it's because i need help i need god to help me and and this is his prescription for for me creating more space for him to move in my in my life i know that some of the practical things um, some of the, I, I like to call like the rewards of fasting, right? Is it tenderizes our heart when we can talk about that a little bit. It changes our desires, helps us desire what God's desiring more. It cr- increases our understanding, which you just said. It can make our body healthier, actually. 
There's there's healing in our body that takes place when we fast food, which is crazy. I mean, like your metabolism, different things can get healed because you decide to fast and it strengthens our sense of identity. That was another one that those are some of the rewards from fasting. And um, so I don't know. I, let's maybe just talk about first how it tenderizes our heart. What does that mean? What is like when we say fasting tenderizes our heart? What does that mean? Because obviously, I always like to point this out. When you don't eat, you get irritable. You can become more emotional, right? But maybe talk about how it's been when you've eaten (laughs) after fasting or something that your heart has become tender towards the Lord. So, I mean, I'm just throwing stuff out to you, but really we're talking about how fasting tenderizes our heart. Like that's a reward that we get from fasting. So the opposite of that is when I eat, I'm strong. Um, when Jesus calls us to a simple life, a fasted lifestyle in the Sermon on the Mount, he calls us in the area of giving, serving, forgiving our enemies, praying, fasting. Um, I might be leaving one or two out, but when you, when you read through Matthew 5 and 6 and 7, there's areas that Jesus calls us into that are the fasted life, the simple life. Because all those things that Jesus calls us to, prayer, requires we give up our time food requires we give up a certain part of strength money is related to our strength in our world today yeah serving others requires humility um, which appears appears to be a form of weakness you know in a sense so fasting in a sense is a is voluntary weakness Mm -hmm. therefore when i am exchanging that I'm giving away my strength in the area of my lunch on a Tuesday where I find strength in that thing and I'm maybe a bit irritable, maybe a bit emotional, but if I'm with the Lord in it, then he's with me in that and he takes that strength and that's how I believe he tenderizes our hearts for him is that specifically he makes me more tender in those different areas of my life, which a lot of times I'm, I can easily cover up with comfort in food. So you're yielding to the Lord. You're it, fasting is a yielding to Jesus, which allows him to expand your heart and make your heart more to melt your heart. Think of the, the tenderizing. There's a lot of different words we could use. I also want to mention when we talk about fasting around here, because you, you said that, earlier sometimes that spiritual elitism can be connected to anything you do in the disciplines right. prayer fasting reading your bible bible memorization witnessing to you know witnessing to people every day uh, on and on and on which all is good and we should do but fasting and prayer does not take the place of obedience So I could fast every Tuesday, three days a month, a few extended fasts. But if I'm not obeying Jesus, he's like, your fast doesn't matter to me. That's Isaiah 58 fast. The Isaiah 58 fast is about giving your life away. And, you know, there's there's a whole bunch in Isaiah 58. But I just wanted to bring that up. I know it's not has a lot to do with it tenderizing our hearts, but I just want to say that to folks that are listening like, we absolutely want to obey Jesus 
and we recognize that fasting doesn't replace obeying the Lord. Like I can't go, I can't miss a meal and go home and get in an argument with my wife and be selfish toward her. Right. The Lord's like, I want to, we're going to talk about that, Jim. You can't do that, even though you missed lunch. Anyway. Right. You really, we're really actually wanting to lean into fasting so that we can remain more obedient. Correct. Right. Because we want to abide. Correct. Which is you only abide by obeying his commands. So if you don't obey his commands, right, repent quickly to him, to whoever else you need to get back in and lean in again. But it's not like, oh, I read my Bible every day. I pray every day. I fast once a week and therefore I'm good. It's like, no, like you need to look at your heart and, you know, see how connected you are to what Jesus feels about your actions and. Really, those things you mentioned should should really tenderize and and really show us our need for him, yes, which helps us obey him more right like so i i I'm glad you pointed that out um you know, and I really just want to encourage everyone to go listen to episode nine if you haven't because we talk about how um fasting doesn't earn you anything from God, you know it it doesn't earn anything, it just connects us with him more it puts us in a position to receive from him more like that's what like the lord's ready to give us so much and he's ready to break in and he's ready to bring healing and deliverance and protection and uh understanding and all of these things that we talked about we see that god wants to bring those things to us and oftentimes in order for us to finally move ourselves into a position where we can receive it Fasting just helps us get there. It helps. It's like the avenue that we take to get to a place where we can receive what God wants to give to us. And that's the way I like to think about it. Is it like, okay, if I'm, you know, I mean, I think about it in basketball, right? Like if you're not in position in basketball, you're going to miss it, right? We could just talk about rebounding. I mean, they always talk about boxing out, which if you're not a basketball player, it just means you're positioning yourself on the court to grab the ball when it someone misses and so like that's the way i think about fasting is i'm like if i because i played basketball i'm like if i'm not in position first of all no one's going to pass me the ball (laughs) i'm never going to get the ball good point i'm just going to be out of position kind of standing there it's the same thing for like baseball like if someone hits a ball and you're not in position to field the ball you're gonna just miss it because you're not in position and so it's the same thing with our hearts like we have to be in position or if you're an, if you're a musician or a singer you need to be postured and ready to do the thing if you're not in position or ready to do that you're going to miss it right you're going to miss your opportunity and so i think fasting is a really it's the way that the lord helps us get in position to receive what it is he wants to do with us and um when we think about it that way it's not like an exchange or a transaction but it's actually us just getting into position that's such a good point, getting into position. Because sometimes the ball doesn't come to you. But you're not going to not be in position the next time down because it, it may, right? And that's kind of how fasting is too. It's like, oh, I thought this fast was going to give me all the breakthrough and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And what happens when it doesn't? Are you still going to position your, yourself next week, right? Like right. on the next play or the next time you're you're playing your instrument, are you going to position yourself in the right way to to be ready for that? And so... 
Hmm. Yeah, and there, I love the the language used of you know there's rewards for fasting. You know, it's it's you're rewarded or there's benefits or to doing it too. Um, it's just such a wise way that nobody would ever choose the strength of God, the wisdom of God to release strength through us giving him, giving up our strength. So wise, and we would never come up with that idea. As men and women, we just want more strength. We're really not into weakness. Right. Not at all. When we resist weakness, we we hate weakness. And, yep. and um, God asks us to go the other direction on that. He goes, get weak on purpose. Yeah. Which is so upside down. You talked about the fear of fasting. Mm, yeah. Which is the greatest, probably perhaps the greatest obstacle to doing it. That's why we have to turn it. We have to have that conversation with God and say, I'm, I'm afraid to enter into this, Lord. I'm afraid to fast, whether you are or not, if you're listening. But it's such a great question to ask ourselves. The fear of fasting keeps us from actually fasting. I think even the practice, just the physical dynamics of a fast, right? I know for me, I talk about this openly, but I realize that as soon as I start a fast, if, if I go with it, without for anything, I'm going to end up getting a, the most incredible headache that's going to make my head feel like it's going to come off my body. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of not thinking correctly because when you have fasting brain, we call it, you, you don't think clearly as you'd like. Those are subtle fears that hit the human heart that were like, I don't like this. And that's real, the real issue is I don't like the way that Jesus is wanting me to enter into him this way through me being weak. So maybe the whole key is I, we just recognize we really hate weakness. Yeah. Sorry, that's just a side note here in the... <laughs> no, I think that's really good because, you know, I'm just coming back to Song of Solomon, which is a whole nother... You know, that's a whole nother like angle on this, but I think it's one song, song one verse five, where, you know, she says to the, to the bridegroom, you know, it's the church saying to Jesus really, or it's us saying to Jesus, I'm dark, but you call me lovely, right? Like I'm, I'm weak, but you call me lovely. And it, the liberation in her heart comes when she just admits it. And I think that that's what's been really cool. My experience in fasting has been when I fast and I feel really weak, I really see how I see how weak I really am. Instead of like pretending that that's not there, it helps me just accept it. And when we accept it, there's meekness and humility that's worked into us. And that's when the Lord's really able to do what he wants to do with us. You know, I'm, uh, I'm also reminded of the psalm that talks about how that the, the Lord, he only resists the proud Right. But but the humble and the meek, like he comes to our like he's near. And and that's what I really have learned. I'm like, ooh, I'm seeing my weakness. It's really uh, kind of offensive to myself that I'm weak. But, Lord, I'm not going to hide it from you. <laughs> like I'm I'm weak. And yet you call me lovely somehow. So can you help me? And I think that that's what fasting kind of leads us into is it's okay to acknowledge that you're weak. We don't, but like to your point, that is so backwards from our culture, from a lot of times it's like 
we're like, wait, but aren't I strong? Like I'm a new creation and I've left all that behind. And it's like, well, you, yeah, but like you, you are weak. Like Paul talks about that. Like Paul knew he was weak. And I think that that's the beauty of it is that we don't have to, we can just accept it, admit it, confess it. And then we're made strong in Christ. Paul, the apostles, that's right. He said that in my weakness, your strength is perfected. I think if we ever sat down and we just have regular conversations with each other, we would say, do you want the power of God, the strength of God perfected in your life? Yes. Hello. <laughs> We'd be like, what do I got to do? What do That's I got to exactly sign up right. for? exactly right. Where do I go? What class do I take? What yeah. thing do I do? And Jesus invites us into the humility of fasting and the journey of it. We, he's not just looking for us to jump through the hoop of fasting. Yeah. He wants me to ask him for the desire to fast. He did it. He did it as a man on the earth, which... Okay, you're God and you gave up food. How am I to live my life? How do I do this in seasons of my life? And I think he breaks it down. He says, just start a little bit. Do something once a week during a portion of your day. I, mean, I think the Lord, he celebrates that. You bet he does. You know, and there, and then there's also, yeah. there's the reality of getting to feast you know, don't feel bad about looking forward to the feast. Right. Like there's this really, it's interesting because it's also, don't just be thinking about when you're going to break your fast, right? Like, oh, I just can't wait to, I just can't wait to be done with this, da da da, da. And there's that negative kind of attitude we can have where we're like, I just want to be done with this. I can't believe it, right? I'm doing this. Let me just get to the feast part, right? It's like, well, no, like celebrate the ache of like, oh, this is hard. Thank you, Lord. You give me the grace to do this. But then also you get to the part where it's like the Lord's like, no, we're going to feast together too, you know? And so, and all of that is in the heart of God. It's not one or the other more. Um, you know, when, when I think about this and I was beginning to do this a little bit in my life, I was 19 years old and, uh, I was with a, a youth group that we would fast every Wednesday and we, at the end of the our service was on Wednesday night, but we'd all fast because we all worked different jobs and we'd come together for our youth group service, young adult service. But then we'd all go eat tacos or something after at the end of the day, right? So there was something that we like, we couldn't wait till the, till nine o'clock on Wednesday night because we could all break our fast and we'd go over to somebody's house and we'd eat tacos, right? And it's just, the Lord wants us to feast. He wants us to have those rhythms in our life. You know, I, I think about it around here when I'm like, oh man, it's a fasting day, but oh, I get to, feast at, at the same time you know i know just thinking about that yeah like there's there's actually the whole thing is really beautiful the fasting the feasting there's all something to gain an encounter with the lord in it all um i know there's times like uh i remember when we were in a long fast a couple of years ago and uh, i was doing like just trying to just do liquids <laughs> And somehow a box mm, of Cheez-Its ended up in my uh, in my car with me. And I remember I've told this story here at the House of Prayer quite a bit. So if you're hearing this again, I apologize. But I remember driving in my car. I'm driving home. And, you know, I'm like in my mind, I'm just like, I will not touch the Cheez-Its. I will not eat the Cheez-Its. I will not, you know, like I'm trying to just power myself through. And I just felt like the Lord, you know, you have these moments with God. But I felt like he was like, dude, 
just eat the Cheez-Its, man. Like, don't, don't try to, it's like, I see you through and through, right? Like, your heart's in this, but don't try to just muster up the strength to not eat just because you want to be successful at this. Just eat the So I just took handfuls of the Cheez-Its as I'm going down the road and just, and just feeling the liberation of, oh, that's right. This isn't about, like, so much of what I can do. I'm doing my best, and I don't know. So just pay attention to that, too, as you're fasting. Don't make an idol of it. You know, don't make an idol of, oh, I'm so great because I right. fasted, right? Like, it's like there's that feasting part, too, where it's like, yeah, you you need to break your fast because it's not about you accomplishing something. Yeah, about the time you feel like you've earned something in a fast is probably the time you need to have a bite to eat. Just go eat. like just, And that kills your flesh right. too, that right? kills your flesh, yeah. Which is part of the benefits of fasting is you put your flesh in its place, which is behind the spirit, you know, which is what's leading you. And Paul the Apostle, I mean, you know, we the last episode we talked about it being food-oriented. Paul the Apostle addresses that our... He was in one of his epistles. I can't remember the exact address. If you're listening, you can look it up. He says, your God, your stomach is your God. Mm. He addresses that. And it's because, and it's not that the Lord doesn't want us to enjoy that. He's the God of pleasure. Right. That's why we love the taste of donuts. Yeah, he made it that way. Right. But he also has called us times away to release his strength when we offer up our strength to him. So... This is really a great subject to talk about. I know we're getting ready to, you know, conclude this episode, but I'm glad we did back-to-backs because anyone can enter into the grace of fasting that's listening today. It's a sure way to tenderize your heart. It's a sure way to build hunger for Jesus. It's blessed are the hungry, they shall be filled. So that comes with a promise. Mm. Um, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Those who long an ache for Jesus. I think he gave us the open door through missing a snack or a lunch or a dinner here or there that he meets us in that place. And a lot of it's over time. You mentioned it doesn't always happen that day, but it's about building a rhythm with Jesus. And he did it again. I'm struck with that reality that the son of God fasted and he was God. And, um, so there's so much even more we could do on this. We could, you know, just the simple lifestyle is so good to talk about in multiple areas of our lives that, that many people that are listening are doing and entering into. And so, yeah, all good. I love it. So grab these seven different things um, that we talked about today. But number one, here's the before we go. And then, Dad, I'm going to have you pray for people today. But the number one reason we enter into fasting really is to grow in friendship with Jesus. That's the first reason we want to enter in to fasting because that's where this is going to lead you. Um, the other ones we talked about, there are times to do that 100%. You'll see it really clearly. The Lord will speak to you about that. But I, you know, and, but I, the, I think the challenge of the thing we want to focus on today and the thing we want to call you to is ask the Lord what it looks like for you to do this regularly, maybe once a week, so that you can grow in friendship with him. That's the the best starting point. That's the number one reason I fast. That's why each week when we're doing it, that's what I'm signing up for. Jesus, I want to grow in friendship with with you, which means I'm going to obey him more, love him more, love others more, the first commandment. I mean, 
So, you know, just for those of you listening today, that's the, if that's where you're starting, that's where I'm living in my life is I'll fast for all the other things when it's the time to do it. But this for me is every week. This is what I'm, why I'm doing it, why I'm trying to say yes, trying, right? This is why I'm trying to say yes to this every week. So would you pray, add anything and then maybe pray for us? No, I just underline what you said and pray for all of us. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that's with us right now. Those of us that are listening today that love your name, I thank you for the Spirit of God that lives in them. Lord, we want to know you more. We want to grow in friendship with you. Would you give us the desire to fast? For those that already do this regularly, I ask for an increase. Tenderize their heart. For those that are like, hey, I used to do that. I, wanna, I, need, to, I need the grace of God on my life. Give them grace and strengthen them. For those that have never fasted before, Holy Spirit, I ask you to give them the desire to fast all with the goal of just knowing you, friendship with you, Lord. Lord, deliver us and set us free from areas of religion where we've been hurt, uh, where we've been offended through an elite spirit, Um, anything where the enemy has gained inroads to, to take us away from the preciousness of the grace of fasting in our lives, to grow in hunger for you. I ask you to remove those things now in the name of Jesus. And I ask for great grace over us. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. See you on the next episode. Next episode.